It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 87 237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets, for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. Oh, what a weekend, folks. Folks, what a weekend. I have to say it's one I'll always remember. Yesterday, Louise, the Gunners beat Liverpool yesterday. Wow. To stay top of the league. Oh, Was that a surprise or it was a feat, was it? Well, they haven't beaten Liverpool in such a long time. Imagine last Mm. season they played them four times and didn't score a goal against them. And beat them yesterday, you know, and played really well and got back top of the table, which is... So what's happened? Yeah, he... Arteta has finally moved out the players he didn't want, brought in players he needed and he's gelling the experience with the younger players and they're looking more like a unit now than they ever did. Like it's Arsenal have been in the doldrums since Wenger left really. Apart from, you know, they won the cup. They certainly did with Arteta uh, but they've, you know, they haven't challenged for the league but after Manchester City they're probably the second form team at the minute. It's still hard to see Manchester City not winning the league but you never know the longer they hang in there that was great yesterday then back to Friday and Drogheda United stayed up in the Premier Division my team which was fantastic they won as you know you were in company that night and I made sure you knew they won and of course I think everybody knew <laughs> what, <laughs> what, what a night we had at the Imro Radio Awards and we're delighted aren't we we're delighted Absolutely we're thrilled. just delighted because Eileen yes Eileen Rush uh, won for us because we won silver in the short feature category. I'd say we're just a whisker away from the gold probably, but we're delighted with the silver. Eamon Duffy picked up his first award at the Imro Awards. Well done, Eamon, and well deserved too. And of course, another nomination in the Social Community Action uh, for the campaign and for that horrific murder in the Midlands last year was nominated too. So, great. And you know, each year you go to the awards, it's getting tougher for the little guys like us, isn't it? Yeah. It really is. Dominated by the big players, isn't it? BBC, RTE, the big stations in Dublin as well. But anyway, we had a great evening, night and morning. Yeah. (laughs) How are you Saturday? (sighs) Just say no more. I think I watched about five hours of Murder, she wrote. I just couldn't move off the couch. I don't think any of us could. But look, if you can't celebrate your success, what can you celebrate? And we are really thrilled. And thanks to everybody, you saw Louise. Thanks for the, the... 
the, the love and the good wishes from everybody, it really, really is appreciated and it keeps us going here every single day. So we're away on another brand new week of Late Lunch and we have a full show for you again this afternoon. If you want to get in touch, 086-1800-658. Might be a bit tired this week. Ah, oh, yeah, but you're looking. <laughs> what do you call that thing that gives you wings? Red Bull. <laughs> we're off. Oh eight six eighteen hundred six five eight by WhatsApp or text. Now we begin today by returning to a topic we touched on with women with opinions on Friday, and of course it's all over the news the weekend, and that's what's been happening with Irish dancing. And I'm delighted to say I'm joined by somebody who I enjoyed on the show in the past and he's back with me today. And I am very grateful that he's joining me. He's a former member of the Riverdance cast and, of course, an Irish dancer who came up through the ranks and danced at many fashioner From Dundalk, I'm delighted to say hello again to Darren Casey. Hi, Darren. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good and I thank you sincerely for joining me on the show because you can only imagine between myself and Louise we made a lot of phone calls over the weekend and you're... And I was the only gullible one to say yes. Is that what you're saying to you, Jerry? I need a, a few cans of Red Bull to fly away after this conversation myself. Darren, Darren, you are the man. <laughs> and I thank you for joining me. Well, look, at just your, your, your reaction in general to this story when it broke. Yeah, well, firstly, I have to get the, uh, you know, necessity out of the way. And I just want to stress from the off, Jerry, that, you know, I have zero affiliation to any dancing school or any organization at the moment. And any uh, any words that come out of my mouth over the next few minutes are solely my own opinions and views. And yes. um, listen, if there's any complaints or queries I'm sure Jerry can give his mobile number out there and you can contact him after you can you can and I promise you that indeed you can and it's it's good that you made that clear and thank you for saying that and we understand that as well but come on yeah. what, what what do you feel when you heard did it surprise you yeah um, surprised no let's be truthful I'm not surprised um, it, it was a sad moment that you know I suppose the press reaction and everything which is maybe the natural one was to kind of so some elements of social media and stuff have talked to, to mocking that. And it's sad to see that because, you know, there is Irish dancing has brought great joy and happiness to so many dancers and continues to do so. But I wasn't shocked. Listen, over the years, you know, back in 75,000 years ago when I actually used to compete at competitions, uh, you know, there would always be rumours and whispers of this and that going on and you know, so it's it's always been there in the background. It's like an unspoken scenario that kind of went on under, you know, mm. whatever measures. But um, it, it's it's not, it, it doesn't upgrade for Irish dancing. You know, there's been these individuals allegedly have been caught or whatever. And, you know, that's unfortunate. Um, I, I would imagine that the, the web is a lot larger than the, I, I would, go as far as saying poor unfortunate souls who have been caught. But, uh, you know, I don't think it's a, a, a small new thing that has came about. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't shocked. No, I wasn't shocked. And, and and just to, to clarify for Liz, this is important to say, there are two yeah. uh, organisations that oversee dancing in Ireland. Commission is the biggest one, of course, and that's... Yeah, well, there's, a, there's actually, there's, there's seven. Oh, uh, my, how, how many... Uh, there's there's several of them. It's yeah. not just so there there's two main bodies. Two main bodies, so yeah. Quite known, I suppose, which would be on commission. 
and then Kogol. Kogol, yeah, yeah. They'd be, you know, yeah, they're probably, you know, the two big ones. The, yes, the two big ones on commission, probably being again for fear of probably getting embarrassed for saying this, but probably the biggest and the yes. most known out of. Yes, you know, and it's got, it's, you know, the furthest reach, I suppose, in terms of where our stance is is competed in and and all the rest. So um, yeah, on commission is the main governed body of. Irish dancing, and this is where this is I, I all kind of came out. You know that these allegations were reported, and mm. on commission is now you know internally supposed to be dealing with them and all the rest. So yeah, that's there. They are the main body. Mm. Yeah. Now here's the thing, Darren, and we when we were speaking about this with our women on Friday, we got a very yeah. interesting message from somebody I would say who who's involved perhaps indirectly, not themselves but maybe family, to say that the innocent parties in this are the children dancing. Yeah. That's it. Well, this is the thing. I suppose I kind of wanted to come on today to to maybe kind of call for a deep breath from everyone because at the end of the day, this is Irish dancing, you know? Mm. You know, these kids are going into school halls and whatever, whatever you have across the country several times a week because they love it. You know, they're, they're not, they're, it's not going to change what they do in them few hours, yes. you know, of the day. And it is disheartening to the ones who are affected by it, maybe their dancing skills have been directly affected by it because, you know, when it all boils down to it, you know, people are doing our dancing classes and whatever because they love it and they're competing in fashion because they're good enough to compete in fashion. Mm. And, you know, sometimes some of these scenarios in which people are talking about, you know, they've won titles and this and that and they probably shouldn't have, you know, it's not as if these people are, you know, competitions have been rigged and the person who won it, you know, should never have even been at the world or anything like that. You know, there is a question because they're all great Irish dancers. Mm. It is an element of opinion. You know, yes, the scandal broke because, you know, it was on black and white that things were fixed allegedly or whatever, but kids are doing Irish dancing all around the world because they love it. Mm. And it will continue to be loved and will continue to be practiced and danced yes. for many years. This isn't going to change that. Yes, and, and that's that's important to say. And the other thing, you know what I'm thinking, Darren, as you speak there? Yeah. Here is another issue that social media has outed. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you would probably remember when social media wasn't a factor. You know what I mean? Yeah. This has now oh, been picked up. Yeah, I, and listen, it can be a, a, a double-edged sword, so to speak, because it's great in one sense that it came out. Yeah. Um, you know, if and, and these few people have been, you know, being the unfortunate ones that have been found out. But it can also, and, you know, hopefully in, in that being the case, Irish dancing would, you know, be the better for it in the long run yes. and it won't happen again. But the flip side of that is as well, is that there's nowhere to hide. And, you know, these are human beings also. I'm speaking about the people who've been caught and stuff. Mm. You know, they made a mistake. You know, I'm sure they, if they could take it back, they would. It's not a forgiving world be online. And I, I am aware of some online abuse that certain people are getting and all the rest. And again, I, you know, I don't have any connection with any of these people or anything like that. And just from seeing or, you know, just forums and things like that. And, and it can be a vicious world. And you have to remember and take a deep breath. We're all in the same family. It's all the same world. You know, they're human beings who made a mistake. So for people to, you know, through this having now slipped into a dark place mentally and all the rest. Nothing's worth that. This is Irish dancing at the end of the day. Mm. No one is, you know, no one's going to die over these decisions. You Mm. know, Mm. we can make mistakes today and hopefully learn by them tomorrow. Yes. But no abuse. It's not worth some of the abuse, I suppose. Yes, it has to be highlighted. And yes, it has to be fixed. And 
squashed out and stamped out and hopefully we'll be better on the other side of all this. But social media can be, you know, toxic to that regard. Yes, yes. There's nowhere to hide. And, you know, your world becomes a lot smaller Mm. and you're under a microscope and there's no getting away from it. And it's, 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 so to speak, not fair. I know the argument will be, well, listen, it wasn't fair what they did. They should pay for it. And I'm sure they will in due course. Mm. But not everyone should be tarred with the same brush. You know, you're going to get people coming out at the back of these allegations saying, so-and-so did this and so-and-so did this and Mary did this and Bridie did that and Joe did this. And, it, you know, it could go on forever. Action needs to be taken. Action needs to be took to, you know, reprimand what happened Make sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah. But you know, let's go back to loving the the, the art form and and um, mm. put a different focus back in our world because it has been mocked over the last few days. Yes. And that was inevitable, you know. Mm. And some of it, I you know, I've had conversations with friends and family. You laugh and joke and all the rest. And yeah. Uh, you know, but at the end of the day, people are paying a lot of money to go to Irish dancing classes and pushing themselves. And there's kids there dancing seven seven days a week, you know, every week of the year, mm. trying to be the best of themselves. And we should be should, we should nourishing that and, and trying to not focus going forward that, you know, Irish dancing is corrupt and it's never going to change. And this is, you know, the doomsday for Irish dancing. Yes, it's a, it's a bad moment. Yeah. It's a bad moment, but it can be rectified and can be changed. Of course it can. And, and I would like to say, I think uh, a part of the problem is that the, the commission and spokespeople and that have all, as I said to you, <laughs> tell you the amount of calls yeah. we made, have died for cover rather than addressing the issue, yeah. phasing it head on. The worst thing you can do, I can tell anybody this in this game, is to run and hide yeah. because it just will be relentless and never let up. So let's hope that happens sooner rather than later. Getting back to you, just in your time, did you ever feel yeah. yourself because you are a brilliant dancer of course that do you ever feel at times that you know what uh, I'm, I'm stung a little by that or you know what I mean I felt I you know should have got the nod there and didn't um, I you know there's no point looking back in your competitive career you know it taught me so much regardless of results or whatever you know I loved my competitive side of dancing and and through that I went on to have a very successful dancing career and there's nothing I would necessarily... Of course, listen, if you want to go back, you'd love to win everything you ever competed. That's why we enter competitions, is to win them. Mm. Not everyone can, you know. And if you were to go back and start taking out every result everyone got, like, and I'm sure there's dancers who dance with certain dancing tools now who, you know, being tired with this brush, are starting to be paranoid that, you know, I won, people think I should have deserved. If yeah. you start to go down that road, you know, you're never going to come to a good assumption as to you know, your past career and all the rest. So, uh, me personally, not at all. Okay. I said it was probably times that I got up there and finished this and I was lucky to get up and finish the dance. I had mm. a bit of a head like a soup when I was dancing, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so, if anything, I thank the adjudicators for sitting through some of my dances over the years. Like, <laughs> You might have had a head like a sieve, but you had feet like Einstein and everybody knows oh. that. Of course you had. But uh, <laughs> o- overall, like you say, that, you know, that hopefully this will be a watershed moment. Things will change. It, it, yeah. it will be addressed as well. Do you know when you mentioned there like uh, people put in an awful lot into it children especially who dance and put in hours and hours of it parents are pushy and <laughs> I don't have to tell you this and you know there's a lot around the dancing as well and of course people who have dancing schools they want to win they want to be the best yeah. that's just an innate in everybody's nature isn't it of course yeah listen as I say no one enters a competition to not not to win but to yeah. lose you know yeah. and dancing schools 
that want to be the best dancing schools are going to push. It's like, you know, football clubs pushing their best players. It's like, you know, PR things. You know, it can be looked at all these, you know, ways in which people are cheating and all can be looked in certain ways. Yes, when you're caught, you're caught. Mm. But you're obviously going to push yourself out there. And we live in a social media world now where it might look like things are forced upon, you know, people putting pictures and posts and videos of, Oh, that's a heads up for them going out there for the world coming up and all the rest. But why not? That's the world we live in. You have to push mm. and push to strive for better all the time. But if you stay static, you never get any better. So, you know, that can only be a good thing for our chance because the benefits of everyone pushing themselves is that it gets better and better. Like, I mean, if I was to go back and compete in my age category now at the world, they'd stop me walking onto the stage and say, go on, home. Like, they're <laughs> athletes now, you know, comparison. So, mm. It can only, you know, pushing Irish dancing and focusing on the good whenever this does pass. And hopefully it will pass sooner rather than later. Yeah. But I can't pass enough of your dress. And there has to be measures put in play going forward. Yep. And yes, maybe some would say on commission have went quiet and all the rest. And, you know, there should be more of a response or whatever. It's a touchy subject because <laughs> some people would say the Irish dancing world is like the bloody mafia. Like, you know, people don't want to talk against each other. You don't have to slay someone to want to make the situation better. You can just pinpoint where the avenues in which, you know, okay. could be closed to ensure that this doesn't happen, happen again. again. That's that's so, so important to say. Listen, I have to leave it there for today. I'm going to christen you and you. Okay. I'm, I have to emigrate the country now. <laughs> no, you anyway, won't. No, this. you won't. No, you won't. But I have a new name for you. Darren Casey, the man who talked. Darren, oh. thank you so much. I appreciate <laughs> you joining me. And best man. wishes. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck Bye. now. Bye-bye. That's Darren Casey, ex-River Dance, Irish dancer renowned from Dundalk, offering his opinions. Hi, Jerry, says Frank. That fella is just making excuses for match-fixing in Irish dancing. There's no excuse for corruption in any organisation, be whatever that is, sport, etc. This is happening for years. It's disgusting behaviour from parents, teachers, etc. Thanks to the whistleblower. I'm, I'm not sure if the parents played any role, to be honest with you, in it. The talk is about people who judge and you know perhaps teachers of schools and that parents the the dancers themselves i say are the innocent parties in this but i hear what you're saying frank thank you all for your lovely words on the awards i do appreciate them helen colgan's been in touch as well today i was away she was away we're all back helen together again isn't it so cozy uh david thank you again for the good wishes on uh, the awards and david goes on to say i was at an hotel with my daughter and uh my wife i didn't know that there was a fesh on well i was flabbergasted at the children with wigs and false tans and mothers the unbelievable way they were talking to the children it was eye-opening says david to me this afternoon um yes indeed it is a highly competitive field there's no doubt about that and the wigs and the tantrums tiaras and what else as they say uh, but thank you lovely to hear from you all this afternoon keep the comments coming to us 086-1800-658 by whatsapp or text my next guest on the show i'm looking forward to having a chat with again he is a remarkable man he really is the last time i spoke to him well i may have spoken to him in the interim but one time i spoke to him he was about to go up mount kilimanjaro are you listening to this yes it's a big challenge in itself 
But imagine having a washing machine on your back. That's exactly what Enda O'Doherty attempted to do. He is regarded as one of Ireland's top inspirational and motivational speakers. And he's coming to the North East and we're going to find out what it's all about. Enda, hello again. Jerry, I'll never get tired of hearing that introduction. Lots of fun memories. Thank you so much. <laughs> Not at all. Jesus, how could you ever forget that in the name of God? It's incredible. Anyway, how are you keeping? By God, we need more of you in this world today, Enda. Thanks, Jerry. I'm flying. I'm absolutely flying. I, I always feel guilty telling people that lockdown was, was, was a great thing in my life because my book came out uh, and thank God it went really well. A friend of mine was slagging me, Jerry. He said, only you could write a book about resilience, mental strength, and the entire country gets locked down and your book comes out that month. He said, you're, you're a lucky faker. And he was right. <laughs> but um, I suppose, look, it's any situation in life. It's not what we're faced with in life that counts. I know listeners listening to the show today are under all sorts of pressures and all sorts of walk of life. And, and what I say to people the whole time is, look, it's bad things happen in life, tough times come, but what what's not decided is our reaction to it and how, how we step outside that dark place and what we can do to fight against it. That's what really matters. And is have we all that ability within Enda? We have, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, I'm the reason I'm, I'm talking to you is that I'm going to be in Kells tomorrow in the, in the fantastic Eureka School at the invitation of Stephen O'Keefe. And, you know, they're a school that have always tried to equip the kids with not just education, but with life skills. And the reason they're having me speak to their parents and their students is that, you know, <laughs> leaving service is, is an example of something right now that's a mass problem for kids, a huge pressure, mm. and they're being squeezed. And, you know, really what people need is a mindset and skills to deal with it. You know, I, I know, and you know, Jerry, so many people who, you know, fell over the finish line of the Leaving Cert but did brilliantly in life because in Ireland at the moment we've got a huge number of kids who are feeling huge anxiety and mental stress and pressure over these exams, not realising that the Leaving Cert doesn't define you. You know, it's the start line. And if you knew a fellow, Jerry, if you saw a fellow on a marathon and he was jumping up and down like a madman at the start of the marathon, you'd say to him, calm down, there's 26 miles to go. But that's what we do in Ireland. We wind the kids up on the start line, which is the Leaving Cert, you know. So I'm, I'm really looking forward tomorrow night to travelling up to Kells and uh, to sharing some of my inspirational stories and some ideas about education and how kids and how parents can maximise their potential in school. Well, I'm going to concentrate on that for a moment now, but just as you say that, isn't that amazing? I was watching the London Marathon uh, recently, and like you said, this fella, the elite athletes were at the front, as you know, but this mm. fella decided to make a break for it. <laughs> you know the usual? <laughs> and my wife said to me, my God, he's away. He's miles ahead of them. I said he'll be about ahead for, you know, the first half mile. And after that, <laughs> he'll he be blew gone. Up. He, blew he blew up. up. He exactly. did. He did exactly. indeed blow exactly. up. Exactly. Yeah, well, it's, it, you know, it's, it, education is a lifelong thing. Mm. And I think, you know, sure, we want the kids to do well in school. We don't want them to be under massive pressure and the leaving cert. And we do need exams and tests. But for me, you know, it's it, it, it really strikes me sometimes that sometimes in school, you know, teachers, and I've done it myself as a teacher, you go into class and you say, chapter 15 is really important. By God, there's a big test tomorrow. Everyone better go home and study it. But they leave out the best the best where you say, here's five ways to do it. Here's the most effective way for you. Or here's a way that works for people who are visual learners. Or here's a way that will work better if you have dyslexia. And, you know, we, we just sort of say to the kids, you know, they, they a lot of kids, <laughs> Jerry, I'm coming across, they use an old and ancient study technique called staring. They sit and they stare at the book <laughs> until it won't go in or until they're fed up, you know. Like I was I was working with, a, my, on my website, Study Skills Ireland, I, you know, I mentor, mentor teachers and students about you know how to get the most out of your potential but 
I had the young fella said to me, God, school is fierce boring. And when I looked at what he was doing all day, every day, I said to him, God, it is. I said, you're boring yourself. <laughs> you know, he was just sitting there for hours on end, nothing going in, getting frustrated and not, he had no skills, no technique for doing it. You know, and I suppose yes. that's what, what's, what tomorrow night in Kells is about. It's about saying to people, look, if you get the skills, you have a better chance of success. Have, have you ever been to a wedding, Jerry, where you see a, a you know, I would say a more senior couple and they step onto the dance floor and they just glide across the floor because someone has given them skills, someone showed them how to dance and now it's just part of them. It's natural, you know. Yeah. Now, now when I get up, I look like there's five things wrong with me. I've no sense of rhythm. I'm sweating like Joe Dolan in concert. But, you know, I have, I'm still enjoying myself. But I don't have that technique. And I suppose what I'm saying to parents who come along on the night is, you know, like, like I said to Stephen when he was organising this, he's, a, he's, he's an unbelievable. Stephen O'Keefe, he's the only man I've met so far that talks more than me. I'm sure you'd vouch for that too. <laughs> but uh, I said to Stephen, look, let's let's give the parents uh, a fighting chance in terms of practical things that they can say and do that will influence how their kids get on. The, the title of the talk, Jerry, you love it. It's called The Best Your Child Can Get. And it's about how parents can positively influence their kids in the school. And I suppose for me, uh, if it sounds familiar, I, I stole it from, you know, the ad on TV. Yes. Gillette. Gillette, a best a man can guess. So I, I like the sound of it. There was a bit of music in it. So that's what it's about. And I have to say, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Now, you're doing this at a great time because, you know, the term is outright September is over, but it's in the early stages and there's lots to water flow under the bridge before the exam itself uh, next summer time. So let me just, for today, for listeners who won't be able to make it along tomorrow night, put a couple of things to you. How much study should a child do, really, in a leave in cert year a night? Sorry, Jerry, you broke up there again. Just no, the last bit. yeah, just to say, to you, you know, for, for for people listening today who have children in the Leaving Cert, and it is an important year without taking anything away from it, how much study on average a night should a child be doing on the run into Leaving Cert? Yeah, well, you know, I often get asked that by kids, and when, when they ask me that, they say, how much should it be doing a night? And I usually say, why are you afraid that you're going to do too much? You know, mm. and they're not, they, that's really what they're asking is what's the little. But, you know, I go from a different point of view. Kids who are healthy and happy are kids that perform well in school. And if you get a kid who has got lots of friends, taken part in sport, has good technique, they get the results. And the amount of time, I suppose, look, it's how long is a piece of string? You know, obviously, if you're going for something of much higher dimensions and higher points, you have to go much harder at it, right? Mm. Um, if you're going for lower points, there's less pressure. But what I say to kids is, look, the mark here is are you healthy are you happy if it's not causing you too much strain then you're doing the right amount you know but it's 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 a balance act between you know you have to get all those things right you have to have the exercise you have to have the good nutrition the sleep you have to have the friends and look the, the bottom line too is you know I have to tell young people you have to work hard you know like you, you didn't win awards without, <laughs> without putting in the sweat you mm. know yes but and I can hear parents listening to you intently thinking so are you saying then definitely end that you should never just put your eggs in the one basket and study, study, study. Don't give up your sport. Don't give up your interests or pastimes. Well, I've been in education for 33 years and I'd say the people who are healthy and happy ultimately turn out to be great successes in life. You know, sure, you need an academic qualification. You need to have 
you know, the qualifications. You need to have knowledge. But you need a whole array of things too to be successful, yes. you know. And and I think, you know, sometimes sometimes young people are getting so squeezed by the point system that sometimes they lose sight of that, you know, and and, and, and they go hand in hand, you know. Yeah, so balance is what you're saying. You Absolutely. must pursue your sports, you must have your pastimes, but you must work hard at the same time. What about that word motivation you use? How can you motivate yourself? Or, or, or parents, how do you motivate your child? Well, I see the thing is, I, I like I do see kids, some like I worked hard in school because I was terrified of my mother, Jerry. She was a mighty woman, right? <laughs> that was a motivation. <laughs> and some you might work hard because you love a teacher or you hate a teacher, but ultimately, I think the trick is to get kids to realise this is their life journey. Like if you're learning something for me or for me, it's not for me. It's for you that you get the benefit. And you know, the kids who realise, God, this is about my future. They, they, they instantly click on that, you know, they have a different way of looking at it and they have a different attitude to work on tests. And that's, I suppose, what I'm about is trying to get people to really open their eyes and, you know, you're not learning about uh, rocks and rivers because, you know, you have a deep love, but you're le- learning it because it's going to impact your choices later on in life, you know. Mm. Like, for me, the education thing, you know, sometimes it's more points means more money and it's, it's not necessarily that. What we're trying to get the kids to realise is education will give you choices. It's a great vehicle. It's a brilliant way of setting yourself up for choices in life and that's what that's really what we're about. And I know there's no point in focusing on today, but you will take up the whole issue around exam time and what's involved there, even though that may be a little bit down the road. Tell me this, you know, you, you, you're you in demand. People want to hear what you have to say. People are bringing you into their teams in workplaces, in schools, in sports yeah. environments as well. Is there one or two secrets that, you know, uh, is behind the real achievers, the high performance units across business, sport, life, school? Well, I know we've already talked about healthy mind, healthy body, you know, that they're hand in hand. I think sometimes it's the simplest things. Like for me, you know, if you want to do something extraordinary in your life or in your business or in your relationships, extraordinary involves you doing something extra. You know, sometimes people sit on the couch and say, God, I wish I had a few more quid or I wish it was a few pounds lighter. But it, it requires an action. You have to do something for the extra. And the other thing I'd say too, Jerry, is that sometimes in life, when you're facing a crisis or a challenge, it's just around the corner is the win. You know, at the point where a team is just about to fall or just about to give up or the point you think, ah, you know, I have enough of this, whatever your goal is and you're about to stop, it's often the next day, the next week, if you, if you had kept going. And the difference between the winners that I work with, the teams and businesses that I get to speak with is that they've realised that ability to just endure a little bit longer, a little bit more, and that's where the victory is. Very good and uh, uh, powerful words indeed and it it puts it in perspective. They're in for a treat tomorrow. Folks, if you have children at Eureka Secondary School in Kells County Mead, if you don't go along to this night tomorrow night, Tuesday, you are missing a fantastic opportunity. It's at half past seven in the school and it's open to all parents and guardians of students in the school. So it's across the board in the school. Absolutely, absolutely. And like I say with skills, you know, whether you're a parent of a first year or a parent of sixth year, the earlier you get the skills, the better it is. Andy, you're a fine man. Uh, and uh, that washing machine, be God, uh, you'd want it on your back this weather with the cost of electricity. I tell you something, Jerry. You don't want to be doing something to keep warm. Thank God, I have, thank God, I have loads of natural insulation. At, at the rate I'm eating chocolate cake, Jerry, I'm going to be very. I'll be very snug this Christmas. <laughs> well, listen, you're always a joy to speak with, and thank very you so much. To speak to you, and hopefully, I can get back on and help some some mammies and students closer to the exams. I'd yes. be delighted to come back and speak with you. Absolutely, and we'd be delighted to have you. Thank you, Enda.
Thanks, Jerry. Bye, that's Endo Doherty there. Terrific guy. Eureka Secondary School tomorrow night, 7.30 in Kells. For all students, parents and guardians at the school, not to be missed. Louise, who won the tractor? Or do you know who has the horse for the year? We were all last week on Late Lunch. What fun we had with you. Thanks, folks, with the horse names. Who won the tractor? Did you find out? Yep, yeah, tractor um, or the 100,000 was Joseph, Re- sorry, Joseph Fitzsackery from Dublin. From Dublin. He- I believe he's only 18 and he was absolutely delighted with the tractor. Did he take the tractor? Yeah. Wow. And the, the horse? Who tra- the horse, the trained race horse for one season, Oliver Prunty from Convoy in County Donegal. Uh, uh, Donegal, the winner of the horse. There you I go. believe it was a teacher that's teaching locally from Donegal that bought the ticket for his dad. Oh, very nice. So there you have it, folks. They were winners and we had some people in the draw, but that's where the big prizes went to anyway in the screen draw at the weekend. M- mentioning of, of, of look, we, we have to mention, and I know I didn't mention it, Creasla. We're thinking of the people at Creasla mm-hmm. today, you know, on our news earlier on today. Of course we are. And horrendous, horrendous. We got the news on Kenny and just unbelievable what happened there. It really is. And, 10 people losing their lives. It's a massive, massive tragedy and we think of them all. We do think of them all this day and this How sadness. can you make sense of that? Oh, you just can't. You can't. You, can't. you just can't. It's, there's no, there's, no, you just can't. It's one of those things in life that nobody expects. You you, ha- you were up there for a week, weren't you? Did you call yeah. in nearby, you were telling me? Or, yeah, just yeah? across the road, there's kind yes. of an area where there's glamping and there's a few kind of coffee shops, restaurants. You were so there, we, were you? We all had kind of our lunch there, yeah. There you go. There you it's go. not too far from Dunfanny. It's mm. a beautiful area. Oh, God, when you look at it, isn't it just like the, the sadness that's to come over the coming days mm. with the funerals and the laying to rest and a mark in a community that will last They're years. all close communities up there. Mm. All of them. All of them. All And the outpouring of grief has been unbelievable and we think of them again just to mention it th- this afternoon um, did you see the moon in the sky this morning no did you see it I know I know. we no. were struggling to see moons moons and suns and everything the weekend there's a big new hunter moon in the sky you probably see it tonight it might be on the wane but it's beautiful it was there last night and again particularly this morning I just noticed in the sky it's absolutely gorgeous at, at this time of the year now I have to ask you a question Louise okay and We'll, 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 we'll tell the truth and shame the devil we did stop at McDonald's on the way to Kilkenny on Friday but Louise didn't have a McDonald's <laughs> I know Sinead I, I and had myself a salad did. roll Sinead and myself did have McDonald's but so Louise was really good she had a salad roll yeah. she, she was looking at down her nose at us and us chewing chips and burgers and everything but anyway <laughs> anyway you wouldn't offer me a chip though no I didn't give you a chip uh-huh. I, I noticed that I even said to Sinead bet you he won't offer me a chip because he will not share his chips well, I want to say publicly today here on the show <laughs> that I'll I give didn't you, want one I'd, anyway. I'd give you my last Rolo and you know that. But my last chip is a different question altogether, <laughs> to be honest with you. But here, what I'm thinking, what, I'm, what, I, what I want to talk about is this. Did you ever get a McDonald's Happy Meal? Yes. Well, I didn't personally, but for the kids. For yeah. your children. Mm-hmm. Louise. What? It's on its way. What's on its way? The adult Happy Meal from <laughs> McDonald's. Yes, folks, the adult Happy Meal is on its way, coming to a restaurant near you, I'm sure, soon. Is there a share size? (laughs) (laughs) No, but here's my question. What's in it? Which adult toy will they give with the adult Happy Meal? (laughs) What do you think, Louise? (laughs) No, you don't have to answer that question. You don't have to answer that question. But with an adult Happy Meal... Surely there's an adult happy toy as well. Here's the question, like, keep it clean, keep it country on late lunch. 
What toy would you like as an adult to get with your Happy Meal in McDonald's? What do they give children? Little it depends colour and things, of, don't they? And yeah, what's in the cinemas? Figurines tied in, yeah, with movies and that. But if if you did buy a McDonald's adult Happy Meal, what toy would you love to receive in a McDonald's Happy Meal? I want an action man. <laughs> <laughs> And that is the toy, the Action Man toy. That's mine. I l- Action Man would be my toy, wouldn't me? Yeah, but they wouldn't give, you know, it'd be a very token gesture. <laughs> well, yeah, they wouldn't, it? wouldn't give you an Action Man. Like would a keyring or uh, a pen, yeah. they wouldn't They wouldn't give you an Action Man. No, that's just too much. You're probably right. That'd be just too big altogether. But if I had my choice, that's what I'd be looking for. Folks, what toy would you love? A McDonald's adult Happy Meal. It's coming your way soon. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Go on. What toy? If you Forget about the limits on it. I know it won't be anything like that. What would you love? If you, if you were to say having your dream It had to fit into that, that size, would it? Mm. No? Mm. Yeah? Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not necessarily. What do you think? What would you like? I'm putting you on the spot. I'm always putting you on the spot. I know. Yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll think about it and come back. Okay, well, you, will, you, will you yeah. have a little think about that and, and watch it? If you had one time, Action Man is mine. Action Man Patrol, fall in. Do you remember the Action Man <laughs> Patrol, fall in? I see, I still have all my uh, most of my Barbie and Cindy from a child, so I can't go with that. Why not? Got a Lolo ball for Christmas, so I can't do that. Mm. Hold your fire until I give the order. Yeah, but you'd have to get up on a roof to do that again. <laughs> so that's the danger. <laughs> Then it'd be... And that's from you, not the yeah, toy. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you want to say hello to a couple of people this afternoon on Late Lunch, a big happy birthday to Breda Heslin from Dundalk. Hope you have a wonderful day. That comes in with lots of love from Orla, Aidan and John. And I want to say a big hello to a wonderful Late Lunch listener. Her name is Betty Farrell and she listens to us every single day and she loves the show. And Betty, we love you too for listening every day. Yes, you do know her, don't you? You do indeed. She really is and we want to send uh, our best wishes to you, Betty, and thanks for listening to everybody listening today. We love to have you with us on the show. So, for everybody mentioned there, in the requests on Late Lunch this afternoon, Betty... And the happy birthday girl, Breda Heslin. This one's for you. Rembrandt's on your late lunch this Monday afternoon. I'd love a Barbie in my happy meal, says somebody to me today. Hungry Hippo. Do you, do you remember Hungry... Is Hungry Hippo still around, is it? That was Ulster Bank. It? Is it? Ulster Bank. Was there a hippo was though that used to chew? Oh, that was Henry Hippo, sorry. Oh, sorry. Hungry Hippo, oh, yeah, it's a game. Said, You're right, it's a game. Isn't it, is it Hungry? Yeah, yeah. Hungry Hippo. I have it at home. Somebody said, have you? Yeah. So there you are. Somebody would love a hungry hippo. Or Skeletrics. Oh my God, that'd be some big happy meal with a box <laughs> like that for the Skeletrics to put into. Did you think of I one? I mind just the car, never mind the Skeletrics. <laughs> Did you think of one? Did you think of it? Uh, that's enough See, size, for no? the woman who has everything. everything in her life. Yeah, there you everything. go. There you go. Well, there you are. She doesn't want the toy. She doesn't want anything. She probably wouldn't even have the happy meal. When that game. What? Go for broke. Is that still around? I'd like that in my happy meal. Go for broke. Yeah, it was a great game. Hmm. You had to lose a million to win. 
<laughs> and it's harder than it than it sounds. <laughs> sounds like a lot of people during the Celtic Tiger. Anyways, <laughs> late lunch, LMFM radio. Oh, isn't it just great to have a packed studio? How I've missed it, I have to say. But we're getting back there by degrees. And when I tell you that we're going to talk about the Sound Festival, which is coming up in Kells from Thursday the 3rd until Sunday the 6th of November. Well, we have some energy in the studio today because I am joined and I'm delighted to say they're in studio by the gastro gays, uh, Patrick Hal- Hanlon and Russell Alford. And also with me is a, a regular guest, could I say, in the past on the show from Boan Distillery, Sally Ann Cooney. You're all welcome to the show. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you Thanks, very Jerry. much for joining us. Well, boys. It's a delight. At long last. At long last. In the studio. <laughs> to be in the studio <laughs> as opposed to uh, eye contact yes. and all of those kind Breathe of things yeah. air, love everything. it <laughs> but didn't we do well on the we old we did do well we it did when the boot came out yeah. Yeah. it Thank certainly did and folks the big news today is that hot fat Kristen Jensen's won from our stable this year your baby Tell them what's happened. So uh, the Irish Food Writers Award is taking place this Thursday and it's been nominated alongside two of Kristen's other books as well, actually, as well. So we're really delighted that Hot Fat has gotten a nice little bit of a recognition for... Ah, it's almost uh, a clean sweep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, almost. Yeah. almost. Yeah. Congratulations Thanks to so you. Much, so because much. I said to you at the time, I so enjoyed the book. You know, the way you dealt with the topic. Totally. And I have it at home and, you know, I have to make a confession here. I usually give my listeners all the books and, you know, when authors yeah. arrive and that... Not it's that. your special baby. I have it. All I have it list. with my hours too. It's, go- <laughs> <laughs> it's going nowhere. Well, tell us anyway. You know, mm. you two are part of this Sound Festival. Mm. What is? You know, you know, you are from, of course, the northeast, from mm-hmm. the the Boyne Valley itself. What does this mean to you to have such an involvement? Why are you involved? In because I think our area produces the most amazing food. It has great stories to tell, and this is all about storytelling and culture through food. So, so Sion itself is um, coming up for its fourth year. It's been four years mm. on the go of stoking conversations around food and culture, heritage and history all through storytelling. And I think everyone has an interest in food and everyone can connect to our area and its food through stories. Mm. So... I think that's special and unique and I think that's why Samhain is such a annual highlight. Mm. And it is a wonderful festival. It always has mm. been. Halloween, Samhain, the Irish name for it as well. But you know, here in the North East and, and, and what you hope to bring to us, tell us, Russell, what do you hope to bring to this festival? Well, for us too, our involvement uh, has been throughout the festival since the very beginning, mm. four years ago. Mm. And uh, this year we're delighted that we actually are able to have a book <laughs> for a change <laughs> as opposed to everything being like, go to our website, it's a nice change. Uh, yeah. So we're, um, us and the, the other authors Authors uh, Jess Murphy, Lily Ramirez Foran, and Quang Gai Chan were all going to be doing cookery demos from our books during the festival. Fantastic. And it's one of the first opportunities that we've had as a group as well, because this was essentially a pandemic project that kind of went on and on over yes. that period. So it's fantastic for us to all actually get together and be able to demonstrate and share our creations and our food yes. with people. 
And what better than with people from our local area and with local producers who we think are such superstars as well. So what comes first? The chicken or the egg? The book or the... <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter now, exactly. does it? You have the book, you're away. There's lots you're of chicken in there as well. <laughs> there is indeed. Sally-Ann Cooney, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Thanks, Jerry. Great to, great to be here. Oh, great, great to have you here. From the award-winning Boan Distillery <laughs> and the award... Have you had enough shelves in there to put all these trophies on? There's never enough shelves, Jerry, there's never Always enough shelves. Add on more. <laughs> so, Sally Ann, you are, of course, part of this whole movement and have been for quite a number of years. What's happening in Kells for Sally? Oh, Jerry, we've got a really amazing lineup. So, from the 3rd to 6th of November in the heritage town of Kells, we've got three venues on the go. We've got the beautiful courthouse, uh, we've got the Red Chapel in the Old Convent that's going to host all our drinks events. It's a very, very special venue. And then we've live cookery demos coming from the Headford Arms Hotel. So we're, we're based very much in Kells. We have a number of outpost events as well. So we have everything from cookery demos, cocktail making masterclasses, compliments of the gastro gaze beside me, which should be fun. Uh, there's kids cookery classes. We've got food and drink tastings. We also have a number of farm tours, farmers markets. We have so many different things going on for the weekend. We have an amazing program of events. Everything is on the Boyne Valley Flavours website. So www.boynevalleyflavours.ie. All our events are on there and we're going to be joined by an absolutely stellar lineup of people for the weekend. So obviously with the wonderful gastro gaze <laughs> in there helping, helping out for the weekend. But we also have the Diane of Irish Food, Doreen Allen, joining ah, us yes. for the whole weekend. She'll be doing a cookery demo. Um, we've got JP McMahon, Michelin starred chef, and he's going to be joined with Rowan Byrne, who's, act- who's actually a local draw de Bourne chef. Amazing girl, mm. absolutely brilliant. So the two of them are, doing, are going to do a really special cookery demo. We've Michael Kelly of GIY fame. Absolutely. New book out too. Another new book. Yes. And there's such a really good link here between our chefs and our authors. So there's a really nice literature link there with mm. the festival. Uh, obviously, we've spoken about Kristen. We've the indomitable John and Sally McKenna joining us. Uh, we've Kevin Sheridan from Sheridan's Food Market. We also have a special farmer's market in Sheridan's that weekend. And actually kicking off the whole event, we have the Sound Symposium on the Friday. And what we're hoping to do there is to share our vision for Irish food. And also to celebrate our region, our Boyne Valley region, to celebrate our people, our soil and our sea. And we have a really, really exceptional um, kind of setup there. And we have some really good international speakers joining us from Slow Food in Palenzo. So like absolutely amazing to have them with us on the day to share their vision for food. Mm. And we're also going to share how we're going to move our region forward and also on a national level as well, mm. how we can move the food movement forward. We have such amazing producers. We have such a like a, a a wealth of beautiful food in this region and we feel that we can lead on a national and international level around Do you know the world. I'm just listening to you here and I know there's a royal family in Buckingham Palace but that's a culinary <laughs> royal family isn't it you've just yeah. isn't it boys yeah, yeah, it, it is. really is and honestly the lineup is unmissable and there's there's all ages stuff there's stuff aimed at kids and parents there is the sound supper the long table mm. event oh. and that is the signature event the unmissable thing of actually interacting and eating the produce of our area and sharing stories and entertainment so that's going to take place in the Headford Arms on this Saturday night mm. Now you know and you guys know that you've grown up here yeah. and we've all known but you know what we've never done we've never 
shouted about it from the highest mm. hill of what we have, as Sally Ann says, mm. Mm. in terms of producers like yourselves, yeah. the people who then turn work the magic on yeah, this type absolutely. of stuff. And this is the interesting thing that we, we I don't know if we are all so aware of the amazingness that is on our doorstep and how many producers from this area, whether it's your Sheridan's Cheese, your Bally mm. McKenney Potatoes, uh, your Carlingford Oysters, these are national and international names, yes. especially like the Carlingford Oysters. Mm. The best restaurants in the UK and around the world are ha- have Carlingford yes. Oysters on the menu. Um, I don't think we realise how lucky we are that it's all so local to us and how easy it is for us to support local. Mm. And we're really lucky that with our job as food writers and people on Instagram and the likes, we are able to shout as much about that as possible. Mm. And that's what we love. And it gives us such energy. And a festival like this really brings together all of the greatness of the area. It's one of the last festivals of the year and the kind of like, you know, the food uh, festival calendar. But because it's not entirely demo based, it's a little bit more conversational. I think it gives a great opportunity for people to think, reflect and realise what great stuff that we have in this area. And Sally Ann, go on, come in there you want to come in? I was just going to say, Jerry, just to follow on from what the guys are mm. saying, is that also education is a huge part mm. of, of, of what we're trying yes. to achieve here with the produce. And I suppose educating people, educating kids. There's, a, there's an amazing kids schedule on. We're actually running a really cool uh, Transition Your Schools competition this year. So, And that's been judged by the wonderful Jess Murphy and um, sponsored by Super Value Food Academy. So that's going to be a really, really uh, interesting kind of run in. And that brings in the education element to us. Yes. And then also as well, I think, on the Saturday night for um, the, the long table supper, the different courses are actually being cooked by the different culinary mm-hmm. colleges. Oh, so we're bringing yes. in the trainee chefs there. We're letting them like be in a kitchen with JP McMahon, Michelin star <laughs> chef. Doreena Allen went in last year to the kitchen and helped the lads while they were doing dessert. So, you know. She also went in and was like, where's the girls? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the women in this kitchen? Come here. <laughs> so, Jerry, I think what we're trying to do is we're trying to make the, the food more accessible, these amazing chefs mm. that we have, these amazing knowledge banks that we have for our produce and for our producers. Mm. We're joining our drinks producers and our food producers. So, for example, our our, our Boan session will be um, a, a flight of Whistler whiskies matched by the amazing Jenny Glasgow from Glasgow Diaz. Uh, and we're going to do a whistle stop tour of the Boyne Valley through tasting and uh, tasting both whiskey and some amazing local produce, both savoury and sweet. Mm-hmm. So yes. there's some really, really interesting and such creative events going on. And I'd love for people to to actually to just get in there and have a look. We've the amazing Mark Jenkinson from Slane coming in to talk about the history of uh, Irish cider. We've Alex Man Charles, as always, being very cool, talking about <laughs> rock and roll, mm. you know, uh, while there's obviously going to be some slang cocktails on the side yes. there. So, you know, there's a really amazing programme there. And I think it is all about making everything accessible. Yes. Um, and bringing everyone with us. Yeah. So. yeah. Oh, look, it's it, it's really to be looked forward to. it, And and that's a point you make. It is the final sort of hurrah because then we're into the Christmas season after that and all that that brings a, a, mm. as well. The, for yourselves, you know, you've come to this business or perhaps it has come to you in your lifetimes mm-hmm. as well. But, you know, food, wh- what else can you say about food? Isn't it the thing that brings us all together? Oh, 100%. Uh, and like... Everyone has a unique experience through food, uh, through flavour, and it's, I think it's the way to connect to your own culture and your own heritage, and it's so shareable. It's it's the thing that our job is easy because everyone has some awareness 
of food mm-hmm. and how they um, experience it. So on our end, it's just easy. Mm. Um, so it is a joy and it's a joy that our home area, as small as it is, is also mighty. Mm. And I think this is the event to end the year on a complete high. Mm. And, and you know, as Sally Anne mentions there, for young people, you know, mm. in, in this industry, you yeah. know, and, and the challenges don't have to tell you all mm. about Reminds you of the yeah. challenges we are facing and will face to come. Mm-hmm. But what do you say to somebody today who's perhaps a parent of or a guardian of all young people who are tuned into us now here about, you know, pursuing, you know, you talk about the colleges being mm-hmm. involved here, young people. Mm-hmm. What do you say to them? There's a really interesting conversation. Um, we were down in Dingle for the Blossom Heron Awards, which, of course, many louder than me, the producers, yep. did really well in. And we had some great conversations down there about skills and about education with a lot of people. And that was really fascinating because, this, you know, we, we all see the Gordon Ramseys of the world screaming and shouting in kitchens. That's not the reality for everyone and people are fearful for their children and their teenagers to go into this world because they think that that's what it's like but you have great chefs who in this area and across Ireland who are really passionate about making sure that the environments are really good and that they are really positive and they are always learning and then beyond kitchens because it's not all food is not all about kitchens it's also farming it's agriculture it's fishing and it's also about distilling and producing food and everything in between and there's so much variety it's the most exciting job Apart from your own, of course. Um, <laughs> of course. Of course. Good job you said uh, that. Exactly. Uh, uh, the it is, it will come is, down. It is the second most exciting job in the, <laughs> in the world, working in the food world in I particular. I like you. I really like you. <laughs> here like we <laughs> Permanently here. But no, it's just such a fun industry and no two days are ever the same. And that's the thing, whenever you meet up, whenever we talk to Sally Anna, and like, it's how's things? You'd never guess what's going on. And yeah. then we're exactly the same. And it's that kind of thing. It's an exciting world to work in that's has its challenges it has its merits as well and I think for anyone worried about anyone thinking about going into the food world you know don't be don't be worried about that's it that's really well said and really important to say as well because there is an image given in many high profile TV mm-hmm. shows that by God as you said mm-hmm. I wouldn't like to see anybody in there so Sally Ann before we finish will you just remind people again about where this information is available where tickets can be got because this is important sure so it's www.boynevalleyflavours.ie Tickets are on sale there. When you go in, you'll see there's a Sound Festival link. So and our hashtag is Sound Festival Kells. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're there. We're shouting about all our events. And we're 3rd to 6th of November in the beautiful heritage town of Kells. And... Um, yeah, we're really looking forward to welcoming everyone there. Everybody will be welcomed. These fantastic people will be there and all you heard and more besides. And it's just a festival that's not to be missed. Go in, check it out, book your tickets, get along, support it. And you'll be about half a stone heavier when you <laughs> leave. So worth it. But well, worth, worth, you said it. It really is worth it. But for the moment, delighted to have you with us on the show. Sally Ann Cooney, Russell Alford and Patrick Hanlon. Thank you all for joining me on the show and good luck at the festival. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. What does that mean, Louise? We were asking uh, people. I think that's lovely. Somebody would love a mini U to go with their McDonald's. A mini car? Bag. No, mini U. A mi- like a small U. Like <laughs> toy version of U. <laughs> I think that's quite cool. You could take the batteries out. <laughs> 
Sorry, couldn't resist. <laughs> I'll get you for that, I promise. I couldn't resist. That was an obvious ah, one. Ah, you're Jew. <laughs> cool, you're, you're Jewish. Or I give you enough old gyp myself. <laughs> Breathe in, Kells. Lovely to hear from you this afternoon. Thanks for the kind words. And Christine Arkins, delighted that the tribute to Eileen did so well for you, Jerry. Thank you so much indeed. And there are more there as, as well. Uh, oh, the county final in Loud yesterday. I have to mm, mention it. Thrilling stuff. What a match. I was listening to Callum on the commentary. It was just ding dong. And my word, I suppose a draw was a fair result at the end of the day. So loud replay. Well done to the Marys and the Newtown Blues and putting on such a a wonderful final. Mm -hmm. It's one of the most memorable in in recent times, they say. And they have to do it all again next Sunday at the same. And is there, there's no favourite now at this stage, I presume. Well, the Blues, well, Marys were the favourites. Blues showed they can, they can put it up to them. But who knows? Um, You know, it was a wet day yesterday, heavy pitch, different conditions mm-hmm. next week and of course the Mead Senior Final Louise is next Sunday as well that's a, a big one coming up too next Park Sunday. Talton. So, Park Talton and both games will be here on LMFM Radio and uh, you'll be able to follow both online as well so that's a huge day of Sunday sport mm-hmm. coming up at and we've Keen. a massive game as well in Darver for the under 15s championship who's in the final? <laughs> the team um, in blue that you don't know I know <laughs> Louise is going to a final to support the team in blue that she doesn't know and our son plays in the team there you it's go it's the Feckins yeah but we were the, who are they playing in the final they're playing I have to get this right is it Kilcurly Emmons is that right yes Right. So you'll be that you'll know them now on late lunch at this time after three each afternoon. It's time for this. The late lunch artist, artist of the week. Artist of the week. My artist of the week this week was born on the 9th of September 1975. Anyone get it from that clue? I doubt it. In Canada, what about that one? Are you getting warmer? The son of a fisherman of Croatian descent and on his mother's side deep, deep Italian roots reared a Catholic says he dreamed from his earliest memories of becoming a singer or indeed an ice hockey player have you got him yet? But it would be music that prevailed for this guy but it took time he was never a child prodigy in fact he worked as a fisherman with his dad, it was a commercial operation, of course, often out at sea for months on end. Tough work, which he did actually until he was 20. Have you got him? He did, however, begin singing. Who was he? Begin singing. Canadian, September born, 75. Of course, it's Mr. Michael Bublé, my artist of the week. Yes, he began singing in nightclubs when he was 16 and had singing lessons paid for by his Italian grandfather, Demetrio, who always believed in him and said one day he would be a star. How right the man was. Did you know this? He was disqualified, Michael Bublé, from a local talent contest. He won it, but they found out he was under 18 and out he went. They kicked him out. What a dreadful start for him. But it never stopped him because, you see, shortly afterwards at that uh, late teenage, he went on to win the Canadian Youth Talent Search, which gave him the confidence and the boost he needed to stick to his task. But again, it wouldn't happen overnight. More about that and on more tomorrow. Let's begin the week with this one from 2013 and the lead single from a sixth studio album called To Be Loved for the gorgeous day that's in it today here in Ireland. When you said goodbye Yeah, 
Yeah, it's a beautiful day indeed out there, isn't it, folks? Thank God, after the dog of a day it was yesterday. And giving you a long-term weather forecast here, I feel like Nula Carey. Um, it's to be a good week. Yes, it is mostly dry this week for the remainder of the week. Thank God for it. It makes the old winter shorter when you have a nice autumn, doesn't it? The Loudgar, the Youth Awards, are happening this year and the launch is imminent. And to tell me more, juvenile liaison officer at Drogheda Garda Station, Noel Lochran joins me. Hello, Noel. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I am really good. Now, people know I've been involved in Mead for a number of years and they happen there every second year. This is the first time in a while, isn't it, in Louth, the first ever? It's the first ever, Jerry. Yeah, it started, I suppose, a few years ago down in Cork. Uh, my juvenile liaison colleagues down in West Cork uh, started a few years ago and it slowly moved nationwide. Mm. So um, we're delighted now that we're actually having our first one this year. I suppose it's all about uh, recognising young people, you know, recognising their achievements and acknowledging maybe the good work that's been done by young people all over the county. And uh, we're delighted that we're going to have our first Loud Awards now next month. And Noel, you know, young people get a bad press at times. I don't have to remind you of this, but the vast majority of young people are fantastic citizens and people, aren't they? Absolutely, absolutely. And that's, I suppose that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to sort of shine a light on this, you know, shine a light on young people who are doing good work in the community, you know, because there's an awful lot of good stuff going on. I suppose stuff that you don't normally hear about either, you know what I mean? So that's why we're trying to uh, shine a light on these young people. So are you looking for individuals? Are you looking for groups to what? Just expand that a little bit, uh, who you're looking for and, and how people can uh, nominate. Yes. Um, so um, we're looking for young people between the age of 13 and 21. So we're looking for people to nominate somebody between the age of 13 and 21 who they feel have made a contribution to the community or made um, the community a better place. Uh, anyone can nominate. Uh, so a family member or relative or maybe someone from your sports club or school or whatever can nominate you. And um, the nomination forms are very straightforward. We're looking for a nomination name and a nominee, and uh, we're looking for you to put details of their achievement, so Mm. details of why you think these young people um, deserve an award. There is different categories of awards. Um, We have an individual award, a group award, there's a special achievement award, uh, there's one for community safety, and there's one for outstanding contribution to young people. So the individual award, I suppose, is for that young person who makes a positive contribution to their community, makes their community a better place to live in. The group award, then, we're looking at probably two or more people who, again, are making their uh, community a better place. Um, the Special Achievement Award is for somebody, I suppose, who's overcome difficult challenges mm. or circumstances that defied all the odds and whose bravery or commitment deserves some recognition. Mm. We also have a community safety award, and that's uh, young people who, through maybe a crime prevention initiative or some sort of safety initiative, have, again, improved the community. Mm. And then finally, we have the Outstanding Contribution to Young People Award. I suppose there's a lot of adult mentors and coaches and leaders out there. So I suppose we want to recognise that as well. Mm. And that's important because that is a a very good award, I have to say. I know for me, that's sort of somebody who's mentored young people or who've led an organisation or group that that you feel might be uh, deserving of of, uh, acknowledgement as well. So there's plenty of categories there in the individual and across the board as well. So these forms you talk about, where do people get them? So we're uh, we're doing our launch tomorrow. Um, 
and we're delighted to have uh, Centra kindly coming on board with us, Jerry, and it's great. Uh, we're launching in Centra in Tully Allen tomorrow morning, and from tomorrow, uh, nomination forms will be uh, will be at each Centra store in County Louth. They'll also be at each Garda station in County Louth, and you can also download a form on Centra.ie as well, and uh, you can leave them in your local you know Garda station or your local Centra store, and. Uh, we can we can take it from there. It's uh, the closing date for the nominations is the twenty seventh of October. So that's in about sixteen days' time. So we've plenty of time to get your nominations mm. in. Twenty seventh of October will come around fast. But uh, launching in Centre tomorrow in Tully Allen forms available across the Centre network in County Louth and from the Garda stations in the county as well. And then you'll have uh, a coming together of all the nominees. Is it Thursday, the tenth of November? Thursday, actually the 17th of November, it's Jerry. Back yeah, we're a week. Okay, it. the 17th. Yeah, we're, we're having it in uh, Donegan's and Monaster Boys. And oh, again, our, our awards will be given out that night. We'll also be, uh, everyone who's nominated will receive a certificate. Uh, they may not all receive an award, but they receive a certificate. And I suppose for young people, this would be very nice to have in relation to maybe CVs and stuff like that. Of course, of course. So if you're listening to us today and you are a young person, uh, if you're in an organisation, if you're somebody who knows young people, this is a great opportunity to acknowledge them. And I, I know from the me then the things, and I have to lay my cards on the table, I've been invited to be a judge uh, this time around by uh, Louth and by Noel and the people there, and I'm delighted uh, to be the independent judge involved there. I really am. And I, I'll tell you, it's so worthwhile and it means so much to these people. And the stories you hear uh, from them are fantastic. So if you know of somebody who deserves to be nominated, pop into your local centre after tomorrow or the local Garda station pick up the form fill it out give us a bit of information on it and uh, it'll be taken from there to bring everything together for the big night I wish you well with it uh, Noel and we'll be talking again I'm sure on this show and encouraging everybody to get involved thanks for joining me today Thanks very much, Jerry. Not at all. Take care. That is uh, Noel Lochran there. Garda Noel Lochran, Juvenile Liaison Officer at Drogheda Garda Station. Coming up on tomorrow's show, Kat Hamilton in, is joining me on the show and she sees auras around people. I wonder would she be able to see... Now, she won't be with me here in studio, but would she be able to spot an aura around me from a distance? We'll see. Anyway, we're talking to her tomorrow on the show and what auras mean and what they tell about all of us. CBS in Drogheda, St. Joseph's, my old Almer Mater, is transitioning because for the first time in its history, they're about to take in young ladies to the school. Motoring with Tony Collin, two on Tuesday, and Artist of the Week. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive. Stay with us on LMFM Radio, but we leave you today, this Monday, in the company of Mr. Ed Sheeran. No shivers today with the sun. See you tomorrow, 1.30. I took an arrow to the heart I never kissed a mouth that tastes like yours Strawberries and something more Ooh yeah, I want it all Lipstick on my guitar LMFM Podcasts With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you Or book a new showroom appointment on 87 It's that time of the year your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. 
When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.